الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا ضالين وقال الذين كفروا لرسلهم لنخرجنكم لنخرجنكم من أرضنا أو لتعودن في ملتنا فأوحى إليهم ربهم لنهلكن الظالمين ولنسكننكم الأرض من بعدهم ذلك لمن خاف مقامي وخاف وعيد واستفتحوا وخاب كل جبال عنيد من ورائه جهنم ويسقى من ماء صديد يتجرعه ولا يكاد يسيغه ويأتيه الموت من كل مكان وما هو بميت ومن ورائه عذاب غليظ مثل الذين كفروا بربهم أعمالهم كرماد اشتدت به الريح كرماد اشتدت به الريح في يوم عاصف لا يقدرون مما كسبوا على شيء ذلك هو الضلال البعيد ألم تر أن الله خلق السماوات والأرض بالحق إن يشأ يذهبكم ويأتي بخلق جديد وما ذلك على الله بعزيز وبرزوا لله جميعا فقال الضعفاء للذين استكبروا إنا كنا لكم تبعا فهل أنتم مغنون عنا فهل أنتم مغنون عنا من عذاب الله من شيء قالوا لو هدانا الله لهديناكم سواء علينا أجزعنا أم صبرنا ما لنا من محيص الله
سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين وقال الشيطان لما قضي الأمر إن الله وعدكم وعد الحق ووعدتكم فأخلفتكم وما كان لي عليكم من سلطان إلا إلا أن دعوتكم فاستجبتم لي فلا تنوموني ولوموا أنفسكم ما أنا بمصرخكم وما أنتم بمصرخي إني كفرت بما أشركتمون من قبل إن الظالمين لهم عذاب أليم وأدخل الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات جنات جنات تجري من تحتها الأنهار خالدين فيها بإذن ربهم تحيتهم فيها سلام ألم تر كيف ضرب الله مثلا كلمة طيبة كشجرة طيبة أصلها ثابت وفرعها في السماء تؤتي أكلها كل حين بإذن ربها ويضرب الله الأمثال للناس لعلهم لعلهم يتذكرون الله Those that are done with the salah, they can please come closer. Jazakallah. Be mindful of those that are still performing the salah. So on the lineup, we will have two programs tonight, inshallah. One is we will have a talk by our guest.
Morana Zaki Vauda, who is also the founder of the Jamia Online, the program that is found online where we can learn the basics of Deen and we can learn Deen. That Morana is the founder of this, so Morana will inshallah be rendering some advices. Thereafter, it will be followed by a short portion of the Quran, tilawat by our Peshi Imam Kari Huzaifa, and a dhikr, inshallah. And we'll conclude with a dua. Jazakallah. Morana. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي ونسلم على رسوله الكريم أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Respected brothers and elders in this month of Muharram we cannot pass the month of Muharram with not going back and tracing back our roots and where it all started off and the beginning of the Islamic calendar so I want you for a moment to go back more than 1400 years ago and visualize Medina Makkatul Mukarrama. Visualize Makkatul Mukarrama. And we're talking about the early stage of Islam. So you were walking through the streets of Mecca and you heard the call, Ahad, Ahad, and you saw a person lying down on the floor and on the hot sand, desert sand of Makkatul Mukarrama with a bowler on his chest, being forced to give up, give up his faith. And here he's saying the resonating voice, Ahad, Ahad. You go a few yards down and you come past another person. And there this person is being tortured. His back is being burnt with a fire. And the only thing that puts off the fire is the fat that melts away from his body. You go further, you hear the screams of a woman who's been tortured until she becomes blind. And then after a few days, you hear about the murder of a woman, Sumaya radiallahu anha, brutally being murdered. And now, bearing all of this in mind, the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam completely downtrodden, oppressed a small band of believers with not much resources and protection. They come to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and they put their case forward. They are being patient. They are giving their lives. Their bodies are being burnt. They're being whooped and lashed. They come crying to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Not just anyone. We're talking about a companion whom only the fat from his body put off the fire that was used to persecute him. He comes to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And he asks Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, till when will we be facing this challenge? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam is reclining against the shade of the Kaaba. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam gets up. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that Allah will salvage us and Allah will save us. But remember the people of the past. Remember the sacrifice that the people of the past gave. That there was a time 
when a man would be brought and a saw would be brought and his head would be sawed into half and then he would be thrown into a ditch of fire. Are you still going to be resilient and perseverant and patient? And the Sahabi, the companion complies. They continue persevering, undergoing this torture until one day Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala relieves them and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants them permission to migrate. Now it sounds like permission to migrate means that this was, you know, an easy way out. First of all, we need to get this point corrected. That the migration was a command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It, is, it was not by their own will and their own leave and desire. And secondly, think of ourselves, put ourselves in that circumstance. One is we say, let's get out of a place of oppression. The other is your entire life, you spent amassing this wealth and paying off nowadays this house. You built up the business. Your family members are there in Makkah al-Mukarramah. You grew up in Makkah al-Mukarramah. You know the trees of Makkah al-Mukarramah. You know the dates of Makkah al-Mukarramah. You know the road of Makkah al-Mukarramah. The texture of the soil of Makkah al-Mukarramah. And now you are told to leave a place that you love for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That was a sacrifice. And it was a command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So where did it begin? When we talk about Muharram, we need to resonate and go back and realize where did this ummah start from? We started from a small band of believers around Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa being tortured and persecuted and going through different levels of torture until we come to a time that even the daughter of the greatest man to walk the surface of the earth Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's daughter Zainab radiallahu anha sets out for the migration her husband at that time was not yet a believer but he accepted for her to leave finally and there even her own family member some say it was her cousin. Her cousin, some, one narration mentions he threw a lance at her. The other is it actually hit her animal. But whatever it was, she was pregnant. That was the cause of a miscarriage. And finally that led to her death. That was the sacrifice that was given. So our calendar begins with sacrifice. But at the same time, the point that we should remember is our calendar also begins on a positive footing and a positive note. And that is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us by the hijrah that after the darkness there will come light. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will relieve you. Imagine you leaving your home without knowing where are you going to. You don't know if these people are going to be faithful. We speak about the tent of Muharram. You may hear the story of Karbala. And indeed, Hussein radiallahu an the grandson of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It was a great tragedy for the ummah. And the brutal way in which he was martyred was also a great tra tra tragedy for the ummah. Yet, the same lesson we learn. Again, the lesson of sacrifice. For the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Perseverance for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So imagine leaving your home. And this is the point that I wanted to link up with the two. 
that they left their homes in Makkatul Mukarrama for Medina Munawwara. They were promised by the Ansar, the people of Medina, that they will protect them, they will see to them. But like Imam Hussein, or like Hussein, Sayyidina Hussein radiallahu anhu, like how when he left for Kufa, upon the assurance of the people of Kufa, he thought that those people in Kufa will see to him. He had the letters in his possession. He had huge scrolls in his possession in which their own handwriting had attested to the fact that they will protect him and they will see to his needs. Yet he gets to Kufa and they renege on their deal. And he was left alone and he was martyred very brutally. In the same way now, imagine this Sahaba radiallahu anhum who left their homes and they went to Medina Munawwara. Not, they don't know what to expect. What about business there? How will I start off my business? What will I do to start up again? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes them see the light at the end of the tunnel. From the downtrodden, they came a group of 313 people and they vanquished an army of a thousand. And when they came to Medina Munawwara, everything exceeded their expectations. The Ansar came forward. They said, you know what? Here's our wealth. If you want half of it, take it. Here's our wives. Whichever of our wives you desire, I'll divorce them and you can have them. They shared absolutely everything with the migrants and the muhajirun. They were honored. And now they had a state, an Islamic state. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted the Muslims immense victory and success. But it first started off with a sacrifice. So that's a reminder for us that this world Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed us in, it's a world where we will have to sacrifice. There'll be loss of life. This is a world of tests. This is not the year after. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will test us in different ways. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says He will most certainly test you in different ways. But at the end, remain positive. Remain steadfast. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will definitely deliver the believers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that like how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala delivered Yunus alayhi salatu wasalam from the darkness of the stomach of the whale, the darkness of the ocean, the darkness of the night, three layers of darkness, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala relieved him and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought him to the shore. In this way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, if you do the same, La ilaha illa anta subhanak, if you attest to the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you have yaqeen and conviction in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will deliver you from your problems. I don't have much time. There was one theme that I wish to touch on and link to this theme. But before I forget, in the theme of hijrah, I made a point and I said, that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the Sahaba did not leave because they were fleeing Makkatul Mukarrama. They left Makkatul Mukarrama because it was a command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they loved Makkatul Mukarrama. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, on his way for the hijrah, he would turn back multiple times, looking back at Makkatul Mukarrama and saying, Makkah, I love you. Had it not been for your people taking me out, I would not have left you. And of course, it was the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in the same way, there's a lesson for us there. In our lives, we live 
within our life of sin and we become very complacent and happy with our life of sin. We become comfortable in this life of sin. And we don't want to come out of this life of sin. But then we realize, we know that our sins have brought about problems in our lives. There's an uneasiness in our, in our lives. When we look at the verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Whomsoever turns away from my remembrance, then I will give him a very constrained life. The fire, sins are linked to the fire. And what is the fire's temperament? The nar. Jahannam's tem- temperament is what? يَوْمَ نَقُولُ لِجَهَنَّمَ هَلِمْ تَلَأْتْ وَتَقُولُ هَلْ مِمْ مَزِيدٍ Jahannam on the day of Qiyamah will say, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say to it, Are you full? Are you satisfied? Have you burnt enough? So it will say, Is there any more? Give me more. So the fire's temperament is, it is never satiated. It wants more all the time. In the same way, sins are such that they suck us in and they want us to continue. There's an attractiveness in sin. And you, you do one sin, it will lead to another sin. And it will just spiral out of control. We need to crack out of that life of sin. And come into a life of the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's a difficult thing. It's like that hijrah. It's like that migration. They thought it to be difficult. They felt it to be difficult. It seemed very difficult. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala relieved them by means of the hijrah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will relieve our problems. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take away our problems. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us hayatan tayyiba, a pleasant life. Like how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised in the Quran. So the second theme that I wanted to uh, touch on was why do we fast on the tenth of Muharram on Ashura? We all know the, had- the famous hadith of Sahih al-Bukhari and Muslim where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came to Medina Munawwara. He found the Jews fasting. He asked them, Ma hadha al-yawm alladhi tasumuna? What is this day that you're fasting? What's this, what's this all about? So they said that Musa alayhi salatu wasalam used to fast on this day فَنَحْنُ نَسُومُهُ or Musa صَامَهُ شُكْرًا لِلَّهِ يَوْمٌ أَنْجَ اللَّهُ فِيهِ مُوسَى This is such a day which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved Musa alayhi salatu wasalam and Musa alayhi salatu wasalam fasted on this day out of gratefulness to show gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now when we speak about showing gratitude and gratefulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we understand that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam accepted this action and made this initially, made it compulsory upon the ummah. So much so that even the, the women used to make their children fast on this day. They wouldn't feed them. And this is another hadith which is authentically transmitted. Where they say that we used to uh, make for them toys out of cotton wool. And we would keep them entertained and distracted with those, with those toys made out of cotton wool so that they can reach the time of iftar. So it was a, a very emphasized fast. Why did Rasulullah emphasize this fast? And why did he encourage it? In order to, to, to do the same thing that Musa والسلام, did. But why did he do it? He did it shukran lillah. The reason and the motivation was to express his gratitude and his gratefulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is the lesson of Ashura. 
that we need to learn to express our gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first and then to those around us. There are so many verses. There's a book that I was looking at just before I came here now. Al-Mu'jamul Mufahras li al-Fadil Qur'an. It's an index of the words of the Qur'an. There were ayat upon ayat, verses upon verses that had the word shukr in it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّا هَدَيْنَاهُ السَّبِيلِ إِمَّا شَاكِرًا وَإِمَّا كَفُورًا We had guided people to the right, to the path. We gave them a choice. They could either be from amongst those who were grateful or they could be from amongst those who were ungrateful. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us a choice. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to appreciate His favors upon us. We have to look at those who don't have the favors that we have. The problem is, we do it in reverse. When it comes to our wealth, when it comes to our a'mal and our deeds, we're supposed to look above us. We're supposed to look at those above us when it comes to our a'mal and our deeds. That I am not, I have shortcomings. I am not fulfilling the ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look at those, those people. They are fasting. Uh, they are voluntary, doing acts of voluntary uh, uh, Soam, fasting and salah and zakah They are giving charity What am I doing? Where am I? Why am I falling behind? Why am I lagging behind? And when it comes to wealth And those type of things We're supposed to be looking at those below us But as I said we do it in reverse When it comes to the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Upon people Monetarily Then we look at those who are above us and that makes us, that blinds us from the favors that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَجَعَلَ لَكُمُ السَّمْعَ وَالْأَبْصَارَ وَالْأَفِّدَةِ قَلِيلًا مَا تَشْكُرُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you hearing, Allah has given you sight, Allah has given you a mind. قَلِيلًا مَا تَشْكُرُونَ But there are very few people that actually are grateful unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or you are grateful unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala very little. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in another verse, أَلَمْ نَجْعَلْ لَهُ عَيْنَيْنِ وَلِسَانًا وَشَفَتَيْنِ وَهَدَيْنَاهُ النَّجْدَيْنِ Have I not given you two eyes? Did I not make for him two eyes? Look at the eyes that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. If we had to imagine for a second that we were blind and we couldn't see, so everything would be completely black. And we don't see anything. We don't see the beauty of this masjid. We don't see the beauty of our wives, the beauty of our children, the beauty of, this, of our surroundings, the beauty of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How would we be? If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took away our hearing capacity, our faculties of hearing, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made us into pulp, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took away our capacity to think, where would we be? So if you have legs, look at those who don't have legs. If you have a car, look at those who don't have a car. And then you will appreciate these favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us. So that is one lesson. The time is almost out. But that is a great lesson that we learn from Ashura. And that is the lesson of gratitude. Musa alayhi salatu wasalam expressed his gratitude by fasting. Why did he choose fasting? Because fasting is a sir. It's a secret between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. None knows it besides you and Allah. 
And therefore Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says when it comes to fasting, I will give a special reward because it's a special act of worship only for me and for my sake. And I will give a special reward for it. So he expressed his gratitude. We have to express our gratitude for the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us eyesight, we must look at those things which please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If Allah gave us hands, we use our hands for, the sake, for those things that please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We walk to those things that please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the shukr and the manifestation of the gratitude for those favors that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has gifted us with. And then create an atmosphere of gratitude. Create an atmosphere of positivity. That's another a topic on its own. But be grateful unto others. And not just, don't just be grateful. Because some of us, we require an expression of your gratitude. We want to hear it from you. So if someone did something good for you, then be grateful for it and express that gratitude. Because this is the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that Allah is shakur. Look at this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what does He need? He gives us with so many things. His bounties are limitless. And if all of us have to do good deeds, it won't increase His grandeur in any way. But yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I am extremely grateful when my servant does good deeds. When my servant is obedient to me, I am shakur. Shakur, if you understand Arabic, is on the scale of fa'ul. It has an emphatic meaning. That means I'm extremely grateful for what you do. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is grateful. Showing us, and Allah doesn't need to be grateful. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is showing us to express that gratitude. And to conclude, we speak about, there's a hadith that's mentioned in Tirmidhi. Now there's many ahadith when it comes to the tent of Muharram. And the most authentic one being, as far as the virtue, one is we know the fasting on the tent of Muharram, and I'm sure you've been hearing about it and the virtues regarding it. And the other is Musa alayhi salatu wasalam's narration that I gave you from Sahihain, from Sahih al-Bukhari and Sahih Muslim. The other narration that's, that's below that is a narration which mentions, it's from Ali radiallahu an. Imam Tirmidhi rahimahullah has, has graded this hadith as Hassan gharib. Basically it means it's sound and acceptable. Ali radiallahu an mentions that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, in the month of Muharram there is a day, referring to the tent of Muharram, in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted the repentance of a nation. And Allah will forgive others. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept the tawbah of others also on this day. There is a difference of opinion in terms of its grading. Another scholar that has graded this hadith as acceptable is Mundiri. Mundiri. Zakiyuddin al-Mundiri, rahimahullah, who wrote At-Targheeb wa Targheeb. In the front, in the introduction to his work, he mentions when I narrate a hadith with an, they call it the Sigatul Jazm, then that hadith is acceptable. And he starts off narrating this hadith with an. That means he also grades this hadith as acceptable. So there's a day, this day, tomorrow inshallah, is another opportunity for us to reflect upon our past and make amends for the future. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is waiting to receive us with open arms. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to forgive us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to shower us with His blessings of 
the treasure of the heart, peace and contentment. How many of us, myself included first, how many of us are willing to take on and take advantage of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we will have an experience tomorrow? We experience the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala every single day. But there are special occasions where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us a bonus opportunity. Allah is giving us this opportunity. How much are we willing to take? How much advantage are we willing to take of this opportunity that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving us? And if we do take advantage, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will completely wash away our sins provided that we make a sincere repentance and we will start off on a new footing just like how we start off the new year, the new calendar, Al-Muharram, we start off with new resolutions. We start off on a fresh footing. We make new year resolutions. In the same way, let's reiterate this point. The three points that I mentioned. The first one was with regards to sacrifice and being positive and having faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will relieve you. The second point is that of gratitude. And the third point is that of tawbah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala relieve the suffering of the ummah. Really when we look around us, we know the suffering every single day. We hear it on the news, we see it, we read it. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not asleep. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this day allowed the grandson of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to be left alone with no water. He was absolutely thirsty. And every single, everyone around him was brutally killed. Even the children were killed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed that to happen. Imagine how the ground must have wept that day. To see the grandson of the greatest person to have ever walked the earth. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's grandson and Hussein being killed and martyred. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tolerated that. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to teach the ummah that this, this will happen la mahala. There's no way out from this. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala relieve our sufferings. Like how Musa والسلام, was saved from the clutches of Fir'aun. And really when you look at the story, it, it, it comes to such a stage where he comes to the waters and now the people become despondent. They say, this is impossible. We hear now, there's water in front of us, the whole army is behind us. Before you came to us and after you came to us, we're still we're in the same place. We're all the time being punished and persecuted. Your coming, O Musa, didn't help us. They came to that stage. And there, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made a way out for him. And that's why he fasted on this day. So we should remember this. That the future is never bleak. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching. And Allah will give this ummah honor and dignity and will return this to the ummah, but that's upon the condition of sacrifice. That we sacrifice our pleasures for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We sacrifice everything we have for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant us success. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا لِلْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ وَالصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ عَلَى رَسُولِ اللَّهِ
Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, A'udhu billahi minash-shaytanir-rajim, Fadhkuruni azkurkum, That remember me, and I shall remember you. So in remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is remembering us, what greater virtue can there be? So we will make some of the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and keeping this in mind that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is well aware and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is listening to us. Afdalu dhikri la ilaha illa Allahu Muhammadun Rasulullah sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa sallam Ya Rabbi salli wa sallim daiman abada على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم لا إله إلا الله 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 محمد رسول الله صلى الله تعالى عليه وسلم يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم لا إله إلا الله 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 
Allahu Allah 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 La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu ta'ala alayhi wa sallam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytanir rajim Walillahi al-asma'ul husna fad'uuhu biha Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying And for Allah they are the beautiful names Fad'uuhu biha So call unto him by by these words, by these names of his, call unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through these names. So we will call unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the 99 names of Allah. And thereafter we will ask of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we will make dua. Nas'aluka ya man huwa Allahu alladhi la ilaha illa hu الرحمن الرحيم الملك القدوس السلام المؤمن المهيمن العزيز الجبار المتكبر الخالق البارئ المصور الغفار القهار الوهاب الرزاق الفتاح العليم القابض الباسط الخافض الرافع المعز المذل السميع البصير الحكم العدل اللطيف الخبير الحليم العظيم الغفور الشكور العلي الكبير الحفيظ المقيت الحسيب الجليل الكريم الرقيب المجيب الواسع الحكيم الودود المجيد الباعث الشهيد الحق الوكيل القوي المتين الولي الحميد المحصي المبدئ المعيد المحي المميت الحي القيوم الواجد الماجد الواحد الأحد الصمد القادر المقتدر المقدم المؤخر الأول الآخر الظاهر الباطن الوالي المتعالي البديع الباقي الوارث الرشيد الصبور الذي ليس كمثله شيء وهو السميع البصير الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم يا أول الأولين ويا آخر الآخرين يا ذا القوة المتين ويا راحم المساكين ويا أرحم الراحمين ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين 
اللهم رب اغفر وارحم وأنت خير الراحمين اللهم رب اغفر وارحم وأنت خير الراحمين اللهم رب اغفر وارحم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الله الأعز الأكرم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد صلاة تنجنا بها من جميع الأهوال والآفات وتقضي لنا بها جميع الحاجات وتطهرنا بها من جميع السيئات وترفعنا بها عندك أعلى الدرجات وتبلغنا بها أقصى الغايات من جميع الخيرات في الحياة وبعد الممات إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم إنا نسألك الهدى والتقى والعفاف والغنى اللهم إنا نسألك الهدى والتقى والعفاف والغنى اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار اللهم أصلح لنا شأننا كله ولا تكلنا إلى أنفسنا طرفة عين اللهم أصلح لنا ديننا الذي هو عصمة أمرنا وأصلح لنا دنيانا التي فيها معاشنا وأصلح لنا آخرتنا التي فيها معادنا واجعل الحياة زيادة لنا في كل خير واجعل الموت راحة لنا من كل شر اللهم اشرح صدورنا للإسلام اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان اللهم اجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم اجعلنا من الراشدين من المقبولين الفائزين ولا تجعلنا من القانطين ولا تجعلنا من القانطين اللهم اكفنا بحلالك عن حرامك اللهم اكفنا بحلالك عن حرامك واغننا بفضلك عمن سواك اللهم ات نفوسنا تقواها وزكها انت خير من زكاها انت وليها ومولاها Oh Allah, forgive our major sins and our minor sins. Oh Allah, forgive the sins we committed knowingly and those we committed unknowingly. Oh Allah, forgive the sins we committed in the brightness of day and those we committed in the darkness of night. Oh Allah, you are all knowing, oh Allah. We cannot hide anything from you, oh Allah. Oh Allah, you know our conditions, oh Allah. You know our conditions, oh Allah. Oh Allah, you know what is deep down in our hearts, oh Allah. You know what we have done in secrecy and in, and in open, oh Allah. Oh Allah, we ask you to forgive all of our sins, oh Allah. Oh Allah, forgive the sins of the previous year. Oh Allah, forgive the sins of the coming year. Oh Allah, make this year for us a year in which we get closer to you, oh Allah. Oh Allah, make this a year in which we get closer to you, oh Allah. A year in which we please you more than we ever did, oh Allah. Make every year that comes, O oh Allah, a year that is better than the previous years, O oh Allah, and ultimately the best year, the, the year in which we will meet you, O oh Allah, the last moment of our lives, O oh Allah, make that the best of our times on this earth. Make us the most obedient to you at that time, O oh Allah. O oh Allah, forgive our sins, O oh Allah. O oh Allah, have mercy on us, O oh Allah. O oh Allah, increase us in all goodness, O oh Allah, in the coming year. O oh Allah, grant us barakah in our lives, in our health, in our sustenance. Oh Allah, bring together families that are falling apart, oh Allah. Oh Allah, bring together husbands and wives who are, who are drifting apart, oh Allah. Oh Allah, make children obedient to their parents, oh Allah. Oh Allah, make the children obedient to, the, to their parents, oh Allah. Oh Allah, grant us barakah in our homes. Oh Allah, make, it, make the Qur'an come alive in our homes, oh Allah. Make it possible for us to sit and recite the Qur'an in our homes, oh Allah. Oh Allah, we are, we are, we are fleeing from your Qur'an, oh Allah. Oh Allah, we are fleeing from your Qur'an, oh Allah. Oh Allah, we, not, we do not make time for the recitation of your Qur'an, oh Allah. Oh Allah, our homes are becoming like those desolate homes in which Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa spoke about in the hadith. 
that they are like 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 desolated homes in which there is no life oh Allah oh Allah grant us the tawfiq to recite the Quran abundantly oh Allah grant us the tawfiq to make zikr abundantly oh Allah grant us the tawfiq to fast in this month of Muharram oh Allah grant us the tawfiq and the strength to fast during the year as well oh Allah you love fasting oh Allah make it possible and make it easy for us to do that oh Allah Oh Allah, we ask you for all goodness that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sought. Oh Allah, we ask your protection from all the, all that which Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sought protection from. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala, say, wa ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa, wa, wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad wa barik wa sallim. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifoon wa salamun ala al-mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Ameen birahmatika ya rahmanir rahimin.